This is European Football Talk with your hosts, Rocco DeMilo, Dean Gutik, and Dylan Patemrin, here on VIC Radio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of European Football Talk here on VIC Radio, the voice of Ithaca College. I'm Rocco DiMaio alongside Dean Gudik and Dylan Patemri. Guys, good morning. How's everything going? Oh, it's great. Gotta gotta love our uh, new addition to the show. And that was amazing by uh, Matt Sosler there. I actually like that introduction. I, I, I think it's clean. I'm so feeling great, even greater now. That was a good, it was definitely a good uh, start to... Uh, our, our our show i mean considering that you know we're we're only four weeks old and uh that you know we, we didn't we didn't have an intro coming in and uh you know uh shout out to matt saucer definitely for uh for helping us out there um but uh yeah what that that was that was a good uh good intro there and uh can't wait to uh to maybe a little maybe execute on a bit a little bit more you know maybe even get some of our own with maybe our own voices i mean hey who knows but that was a good starting point thank, thank you very much matt saucer Really appreciate it. No, but um, yeah, I mean, we have, we have, uh, we're gonna continue to, we're gonna continue what we were talking about last week: Champions League and European uh, uh, Champions League and Europa League talk um, from uh, from this from this week's uh, fixtures. Um, new a couple new teams uh, in the Champions League. Of course, we're gonna start with the Champions League, um, and uh, it, it was it was it was exciting. I think so. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of exciting matchups. Um, some that uh, were, I don't know. I guess it was it was kind of in between on them. I mean, we'll get into it, but overall, I mean, Champions League is always fun to watch. I mean, you have to love the Champions League; it's the most electrifying league in out of in almost any sport. Um, but I, I thought there were a lot of good games this week. I mean, especially the Wednesday games. Well, I mean, we'll obviously get into those, but for the most part. The games were. I thought the games were very solid this weekend, with the with the exception of maybe one game, which was. I mean, I don't want to influence any behavior, but I. I, I mean, <laughs> you, you guys get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we had three draws out of the four games that happened. We had three draws and a win. I mean, that's that's that seems pretty exciting. I mean, let's. I mean, I was you know just watching the highlights. I mean, both team you know teams from from all all three of those. Uh, of those four or the three of the 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 games that drew, all six of those teams really came out to to play. Um, they they really wanted they they showed that they wanted. I mean they it was an, it was these matchups were pretty even, I think so, and that's what makes it more interesting. You know, a draw for three matches. That's I mean I hey it, you can't. It just makes the second leg more interesting. Yeah, and that sets up for a perfect second leg. A emotion. It's going to be in a very emotional second leg for almost every team. Yeah, because going into the second leg now, like I mean, basically the first leg doesn't even matter anymore if you drew, because it's it's just like one game now. You just got to win that game. All right. So why don't we get into our first game, uh, Villarreal and Juventus. Um, Dusan Vlahovic. What a start to his Champions League I mean, career. He's he, on fire. 30, 36 seconds into his Champions League debut and a goal. That was a beautiful goal it as was well. Nice, it was yeah. amazing. I mean, a bit, probably a little bit of a defensive mistake there allowing that, but taking the ball down. He had his body like full 180, didn't even look at where he was shooting and off the post and then like... 
that's that, that's just that's just that's just perfect placement right there. I mean, couldn't have a better finish than that. But it's not even just that first minute. I mean, ever it feels like ever since he came to Juventus, Vlahovic has given this attack a ton of life. I mean, the City I had two goals his last game, and this game, even though it was a draw, he scores the opener. Vlahovic looks like so far to be already worth the price for Juventus, and Juventus is going to need it. They're going to need a guy that to. Uh, help revolutionize that front. Uh, they have a guy like Dybala, but now having someone who I think is going to be an established scorer, an established striker, is going to help Juventus in the long run. Yeah, he had two goals yesterday, right? Wasn't yeah, that the yeah, a cr- crazy goal run he's going on right now? And right. now he's the top scorer with, like, 20, I believe. Yeah, um, so I think it's I think it's him with 20, and then Chiri Mobile with, um, 18? with eight, 18 or 19. Yeah, one of the two. But, yeah, I mean... You thought with that start that Juventus would just come out and then just start, like, battering them. But Villarreal put up a pretty good fight as well. No, yeah, I, I, I'm i getting it confirmed right now. It's Dusan Vlahovic with 20 uh, in the Serie A. It's Dusan Vlahovic with 20, Chidu Immobile with 19, mm-hmm. and then it goes down to Giovanni, uh, Giovanni Simeone with 12. So Yeah. I mean, then, you know, obviously the list goes from there, but... Uh, that that was that was insane. I mean, it's it's crazy how how things work out. You know, mm-hmm. Juve they 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 who they lose to oh Chiesa they lost to they lost Chiesa to a, a ACL injury. Yep. Um, Dybala his future is still uncertain. Yeah, it's it's likely he's going to leave in yeah. the summer. Right, it's heading that way. They were missing a striker for the majority of the season. Um, especially when you know when Ronaldo left, mm-hmm. so they they needed a striker. They they sure did. And I mean, before this season, I could tell you that I had no idea who Vlahovic was. I had no oh, idea who yeah. he was. No. It's I I love those kind of stories. I love mm-hmm. it when like the I love it when just a player just comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and he just is just doing so well it's it's kind of like how erling holland came out like no one knew who this kid was and then he was in the champions league scoring what like seven goals or something something crazy like that and now he's like one of the best young strikers if not just strikers in general in the world he was in that group i think with liverpool and they had like yeah it was a three three game well i think it ended four three but it was Mm -hmm. three three and he had like two goals and i think i think that was the game that put him on the map hey man it just takes one game to put yourself on the map if you're these players. Like, mm-hmm. Holland had that Liverpool game. Vlahovic has had multiple games if you're in Tina. It just takes one season or one game to put that player on the map. Wait, what game was that that you're talking about with Holland? That was against uh, Liverpool? Holland, I think that was against Liverpool. Yeah. This was, like, the high-scoring game a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. In the Champions League? Yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Napoli, Napoli was in that same group. Yeah, now I remember. Now, yeah. now we, it was Napoli, Liverpool. He was with Salzburg, Salzburg, right? And then, I forgot what that last team was. But um, regardless... I just love when Vla- when players like that just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish you know Vlahovic wasn't on Juve, you know, considering yeah. me, me being a Napoli you know supporter. But it is what it is, and you got to appreciate you got to appreciate Vlahovic for the player who he is, um, and just how hard you could, that just that's another thing. It puts in perspective how hard he's worked at that young of an age. Mm-hmm. He's twenty two years old. You can only imagine what he's gone through. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, to get to the level that where he is now in just 22 years of age. I mean, that is—it's just spectacular. I love, I love when players, you know, just come out like that. Like you mentioned, Halad. 
um, Vlahovic. Uh, I mean, just the list goes on. I mean, mm-hmm. and I just love when I just love these 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 great stories. I mean, it's just amazing to me. Yeah, and like unfortunately on the other end, Juventus has dealt with a lot of problems in their lineup, and uh, Weston McKinney went down as well. He's going to be out wow. eight to twelve weeks, I believe, is what they were saying. Um, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. so that's another big loss. I mean, luckily they did just buy uh, Zakaria in the the transfer window who can help fill that role. But um, McKenney's going to be out for the um, finals, the final two games for the or two games for World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. men's national team, which is going to be a huge loss for them. I agree. I mean, this was a good game. It started out with Vlahovic scoring, then uh, Pereo. Uh, tying it up at the 66 minute one yeah. one. I mean, this is Juventus versus Villarreal, who I believe won the Europa League to get into the Champions League the, the, against Manchester United last season yeah. in a penalty shootout, which was which mm-hmm. went forever pretty much. But um, this sets up for a very entertaining second leg back in I, I believe Turin. Yeah, Turin? yeah. Tur- I mean, in, yeah. English, in English you say Turin. In in Italian you say Torino, but yeah, I know what you that, mean. That, 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 I'm just gonna let you say. <laughs> it right now, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going back to Torino, um, but but uh, no, I mean, it, it, which obviously they'll put odds in favor of Juve, because um, mm-hmm. you know in Europe who doesn't love playing in front of your home fans? But yeah. um, no, nah, and and you know that was a good goal by Vlahovic, but um, what about that goal by uh, by Pereo? It was a huge defensive mistake from Rabiot, in my opinion. He was left wide open. Um, Rabiot was the guy who should have been marking him. Um, they just left a clear. I mean, it's a great oh, find, gosh. like a great, great run by Parejo um, attacking into the box. But um, I'm put, put, I'm putting the blame on Rabiot there. He's got to track his man. Um, but it's interesting because you look at this uh, Juve starting lineup. And they're starting. They have. They're. It's like a three at the back, five at the back type of thing. They only have one true center back in this lineup, and that's Mateus Delict. Um, Alexandra was playing left center back. Danilo was playing right center back. Both wing backs, and then you got Quadrado, who's like a right back, right wing back, right mid mix, and Desciglio, who I don't even know if I said that right. Desciglio. Desciglio. You can tell. Okay, I'm not gonna even try. See, that's why. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna call him what I want to call him. He was. He was playing on the left hand side, but um, yeah. So I mean, great find. And Danny Parejo is one of those guys who's just so underrated. I don't think he gets enough credit as he is. Um, he's a tremendous passer of the ball and really centralizes that Villarreal um, midfield. And it's a very solid Villarreal midfield. An underrated one. They got Pereo. Moreno's a very good piece. Also, Chuck Wazy, who had a couple of transfer links uh, last season after the Europa League, after a great season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is a Villarreal team. Especially, you know, looking, I don't know about you guys, looking into this matchup, I always felt like, you know, Villarreal, Juve are two somewhat even teams. I still give the edge to Juve, especially with Vlahovic, but. This is still a pretty even ma- a pretty even matchup for the most part with two teams having their own strengths and their own weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm watching it over right now, and yeah, you're right. I mean, he just left the guy completely unmarked, and it was a good find by the midfielder there to Can't cross the ball in. Space. But I mean, to give the guy that much space in the box, I mean, yeah, I mean, like any player is going to finish that. Like any any professional footballer will finish that. Unless you're, I mean, maybe not Timo Werner, but I'll say Raheem Sterling or Raheem Sterling, but, uh, <laughs> but that's funny. 
But uh, no, I mean, good for good for Parejo right there um, to just tie it up for for Villarreal. Um, so that concludes that uh, 1-1 was the score there, and they're gonna bring that 1-1 aggregate to Torino, and uh, we'll see what happens. I can't wait for that. Um, whenever that game is, I don't even know when that game is exactly, but I think it's like sometime in March. Two, I think it's like two weeks. I think, or is that how they do it? I'll I'll check right now actually just to to confirm it. It's gonna be in like two March sixteenth. March sixteenth. Yeah. That's so, a long way. Out. That's yeah, it is a long way. That it's normally about like a monthish apart. I love that about the Champions League and the the knockout of the Champions League. It's like your team plays. And then you can't see them play for like a whole another month in the Champions League. Yeah, you could have a whole different team coming in. That's what I'm know. saying. Like it's crazy. Yeah. But um but yeah, that that's that's that. That's that. Um now, let's see. We got Atletico and Man United. That was a game. That was a that was a really, really good game. That was a fun game to watch. That was a good game. I mean it was so enjoyable for sure. I mean just but I, like I said, I mean, both teams really just came out and um, just they 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 wanted to play. Um, it was a vicious game. It, it was, was vicious. It was. There were <laughs> how many yellow cards were there? Nine yellow cards total. Yeah. That's yeah. Nine yellow cards total. It was vicious. It, it started Physical. getting it started getting really chippy. Right. It, it really did. Nine yellow cards combined, and I believe thirty-five fouls. In yeah, that, just... that was a. That that was definitely that was one of the chippiest games I've ever watched. Yeah, and a lot of them are like like I I hate this in the game, and but I mean I understand it, but like a lot of guys just like straight like American football tackling people. They're like you're not getting by, and they just tackle them. Um, which it, it's basically like yeah, I'll stop the attack for a yellow card type of thing. Um, I'm not a huge fan of being allowed to do that, but. It's it's the game. You can't American football tackle someone in. in oh in well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not it's not full on like jumping at them, but they're wrapping their arms fully around them and stopping them. No, yeah, yeah no, I, I I hear what you mean, and it's kind of ruins the game in a way. I, I don't even. Yeah. I, it's it's one of those things where like you get too dirty for no reason, and it's just like, you know, it, ma- it ruins the game. You're, it ruins the game. Yeah. It does. It ruins the nature of the game. Doesn't make it enjoyable anymore. It just turn, turns it into something aggressive and overly vicious for for no reason. And it's just it's you're not even playing the game anymore. You're not playing the game anymore. But um, regardless, I mean, good um, good 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 goals all around. I mean, good way to respond at the end there by by Man United. Um, I forgot who scored for for Atletico. Joe Felix. He had a, it was in that amazing header. Oh my god! Um, the ball whipped in from the left side from Renan Lodi. He had two goals. Uh, just yesterday as well for Atletico in their. I think they won three, three. They won three, three. They won three. Three, three. Zero, zero against oh, was Diego. it 2-0? I thought it was something Lodi else. Lodi scored both, and Kondogbia had both assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Ren and Lodi's such a great talent, but it was just a beautiful cross into Jao Felix, oh, jumped on the yeah. ball and off the post and in. Like, And Jao Felix has been one of those players who he came from um, Benfica uh, for like a hefty like $120 million or something and hasn't really lived up to it, and he's had some transfer rumors or maybe loan spells to go out. Um, but he's really started to pick it up recently. Who, who? I'd say this season he's been better compared to other seasons. You think so? For Joe Felix? Joe Felix? I yeah. mean, 
I, I, he's definitely played his best soccer at Atletico for sure. I think oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's definitely played, but I just don't think he's lived up to the the, the hype he was I supposed agree. to be. Like he was, he's supposed to be up there with Holland and Mbappe right now is what he's supposed to be, but he's just he's not there. I mean, I granted he's he's probably still pretty young. I'm guessing he's like 22 and like he's still got time. Like not everyone's gonna come out as a wonder kid at 22 or. Um, that and just be amazing. I mean, most people hit their prime in like at twenty six, twenty seven. So he's got time, but yeah, he's twenty two. Yeah, so he's he's still got some years. Um, I just don't know if Diego Simeone is the right guy to be managing him. I was, yeah, I was gonna say like I do think Joao Felix is gonna be a very good player, but I think if he wants to be better, he's gonna have to leave Atletico Madrid. Or they, they need it, much, or a new manager. Yeah, because as much as I love Diego Simeone, I think this he's it, he's it, pretty it, tough to to. Um, play thing, for yeah. It, here's the thing, though. I'm gonna say like if if they like that club, which is very understandable, is too loyal to fire him. But then again, he played at Atletico as a player. He's done a great job as a manager, despite two Champions League finals. I thought they should have won at least one of them. But I mean, he, it's one of those like he's elevated the club, and considering what he's done and how big he's been for a club as a player and as a especially as a manager, it'd be tough. To, tough to fire him but at the same time like for especially for someone like Jao Felix if you want to elevate your game you may be better off going to a different system where it's more like an offensive create more space passive more shooting basically anything that's more attack related for soccer is more for um Jao Felix yeah and <clears throat> talking talking of young talents uh Anthony Alanga came on and with like his first touch scored a goal I mean I'm, I won't take too much away from him. I will say Jean Oblak's positioning um, on that goal was not forward. really, not really good. And Jan Oblak's taken a fall from grace. Um, he was, he was like two years ago. I, I thought he was the best goalie in all, all of soccer, but now he's just fallen off. But um, just another good young winger that Manchester United finds. I mean, I feel like it's gonna be similar to like a Marcus Rashford type of deal. I think this kid's the real deal. 19 years old and first time I heard about him was that Leeds game I think it was Leeds game where he got struck by an object and then he scored that game then seeing him score this game I was like yep this it's one of those players if you just like look watch one or two games you just already tell it they're gonna be good I felt like the Atletico game and that Leeds game were for hit for Atlanta were just like yep this kid's going to be good for them Manu's got a very solid young piece for them in the future 19 years old out of Sweden, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, from what I heard, I mean, the whole national thing is kind of wacky. But a lot there's a couple like African um, nations that are like scouting him to try and pull him to their teams, which I, I always find is kind of weird. But I guess if that that's how that's how national football works now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm, I'm still I'm still starstruck by the ball. Given by uh, Lodi in the oh, box. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. I'm so, like beautiful. I, I keep on watching Fantastic. this play over and over <laughs> and over art. and over again. It is just I'm I'm starstruck. It's the pass. It's the finish. It's everything. It's it's just a beautiful it's just, goal. It's just beautiful. Look how, but like he's like he's got to be at least like twenty thirty feet out outside the eighteen. And yeah, just that ball that he gets around the defender first. Moves to his left, 
in in the in swing cross. I mean, it, it or um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, in swinging. Yeah, that's, that's the in swinging. I, I got yeah. my directions a little messed up there, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it was it was just nah. That's I'm starstruck there, mm-hmm. and not to mention Joao Felix should have had, like another goal or two. Yeah, he did. Didn't he hit, he hit like, the, the post cr- like twice afterwards? I think he had like a sitter, and he like kind of scuffed in. It hit off the cross. It bounced and hit the crossbar or something like that. Like Atletico should have taken um, better advantage of um, a quite uh, poor form Manchester United team. Um, but they're going to be going back to Old Trafford, and it's 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 not going to be easy for them. I also had that goal where the shower hit the post for Atletico. It was like a cross. Jimenez tried to get a header in, and it bounces off the ground and hits the crossbar. That made the difference because then mm-hmm. uh, minutes later, Langa comes on and scores. It's just it's like it was like like a one goal. Like, how do you say like one goal swing? Like yeah, of one scoring, goal swing. One hits the post one way. A few minutes later, go the other way and score. It's it's that that's soccer game game of inches, game of points, and just like that. I mean, th- this is great news for United. A late strike, and now you head into Old Trafford, which is a very tough place to play at. Uh, and Old Trafford's going to be rocking that second leg against Atletico Madrid, but it should be fun to watch. I mean, Athletic- then again, Atletico Madrid has done some stuff that's been incredible, such as well, uh, you know, beating Liverpool on the road. This was before the everything was shut down. This was in 2020, I believe. So, Atletico has had a history of getting the job done on the road. Um, sadly, they did it against the team that I love one time, but I'm not going to discuss that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I really intrigued by this leg. But the next one I think we're going to talk about is I thought was the match of the week. Which is which one? Benfica, Ajax. <laughs> that, yeah. I watched this game. I thought that this was the best match of the week without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. the, this game had basically everything. I mean, like scoring, great passing soccer. I mean, it just – it felt it, – it was it was like watching art. It was like watching fine art on that field the other day. And I don't like watching fine art, so I can't <laughs> agree with that. It was like – like if you – like if you – like – Fine art, right? Well, like, it's like if you – like if someone like, like is good at their craft, it's art. If you like – if you like, let's say, like you're good at like cooking food. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You get my point. It, this game <laughs> had every. This game had everything to it, and I'm probably Fine. not going to live that one down. But, Fine art, man. Uh, that it was a really fun game to watch. And it's two teams that I think are very sneaky that can make a run in this tournament. I think I mentioned this to Dylan last week, where I said this is an IX team that can definitely make a run within this tournament. Like if I had a dark horse. To go far or at least win, I would probably say Ajax. This is an Ajax team, I think, that can go a long way. But I mean, hey, it's it's tough to play in in that Benfica stadium. I mean, Benfica is a very solid team themselves. So I can't wait for the second leg. But that 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 was a really that was a really entertaining first match. Wow, what a first goal there by uh, I believe that was uh, by Ajax. Dusan Tadić. Yeah, I couldn't tell who he's. Who he's was so exactly, good. He's that was so a, good. just off the just off the volley he's at Southampton, right? Yeah, he played. He played there for. He had a little spell there. He wasn't the best there, but um, Ajax rejuvenated his career. Ajax rejuvenated a lot of people. I mean, like uh, Sebastian Haller, who doesn't matter where which net it is, he can score no matter what. He, he had the own goal, um, I believe, in the twenty-sixth minute, and then just. Three minutes later, or two minutes later, scored, yeah. scored on the other end. I mean, 
talk about having a re- rejuvenated career. Um, I forget where he moved from. Oh, it was Frankfurt, right? He was from Frankfurt to West Ham, I believe. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that with chess. It was Frankfurt. He moved to West Ham. He completely flopped at West Ham, and then moved to Ajax. And this season, he's been so good. I think he's he's the, the top Champions scorer. League top scorer right now. Um, and yeah, like I mean, he's gonna be receiving a ton of offers, but. Um, like you were saying, Ajax and Benfica, two very underrated teams just because they play outside of the top five leagues in Europe. Um, Benfica and the Portuguese, Ajax and the Netherlands, um, but both both are always the top of their leagues. And Ajax is undefeated this year, and un- they went undefeated in the Champions League group as well. I, I think they're a real, real Real contender. I agree. I think they're they're a legit dark horse in this tournament that can make noise. You guessed it, by the way. Holler was at Frankfurt from 2017 to 19, uh, and then he went to West Ham. Thank you, FIFA. Ajax, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that's literally it. I I retain knowledge from playing FIFA, and that's that's what helps me remember stuff. From it's crazy. Team? Ultimate team. Oh, of from course. Playing FIFA. It it literally helps my like. From over the years of playing FIFA, I can remember players and which teams they play for. It helps a, quite a lot, honestly. Like one time, like I think it was in my history class, and they're like, "Do you know what this flag is?" Oh, dude. And, and I was like, and I'm, like, and I'm like, honestly, if I didn't play FIFA, I probably wouldn't know. So FIFA is actually really me some good, good for knowledge. that. What flag was it? I think it was like Gabon or whatever. <laughs> Yang was. Like, oh yeah, Gabon is the green, blue, or green, yellow, blue. Yeah, and my, my teacher's like, "Do you know what this is?" I was like, "Gabon," and he, and he was like, "How do you know that?" And I was like. People. Let's just say there's a soccer player on Dortmund. He was on Dortmund at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. His name is Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang, and I play a lot of FIFA. I told him, and he just shook his head at me. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I had fun watching this game. Yeah, 100%. no, quite a good game. It was really back and forth. Like it, this game, like I said, this game had everything. Um, the, the, the the game, the goal that tied it up for Benfica, I would say it was more. A little bit of a lucky bounce away because when I mean lucky bounce, it's because Ajax's goalie, I think it's Onana that's still the goalie or Pazvir. No. Um, I think. Pazvir. Yeah, because I mean, stuff happened with Onana and he's been kind of in and yeah, out I'm, of the squad. He got like a a long ban um, or something like yeah. that. But I'm yeah. Co Pazvir. So he makes a save and he pushes it up. However, instead of like going inside the ball, like while well, saying it goes forward. And the Benfica guy just comes. Um, let's see if I got him. Yep, I was right. Yeram Chuck. He comes in running and then just capitalizes on a header. Capitalizes on a header, and it's just one of those like good save, but just too bad the bounce go. The ball goes the other way. Which, I mean, if you're Benfica, that's great. Take advantage of every opportunity you have. But yeah, no, very entertaining game. Extra, probably the game of the week right there. Yeah, no, very, very good and. Um... Both of these teams have like really solid players, like really solid. Like they have a history of producing talent too. Yeah, Benfica like has so many good stars. There. I mean, like we mentioned, Shao Felix was probably the most recent. Um, but their um, new guy on uh, Nunez up top, he's pretty good as well, up and coming. They also have, I think, the guy uh, Everton plays. Everton. They have the whole squad of Everton playing for them. <laughs> yeah, Everton play. <laughs> It just feels so weird saying his name it Everton is. and like he's on a different club because it's like um, when I think of Everton, I don't think of the player. I think of the club right away. Yeah, the Brazilian winger, uh, 
think he normally plays on the left. But... This game was... Also, Rafa's good, too. Mm-hmm. This game was full of unlucky bounces for both teams. I mean, you had, yeah. you had that first own goal uh, that gate, that tied it up for Benfica. And then, like, I mean, this, this, the second Ajax goal... I mean, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it an unlucky bounce, but like, he. It was more just like, you put the ball on net, get a rebound, and you're just at the right place at the right time. And um, he almost missed that second goal. He almost missed because like, he didn't. I mean, I see what he was trying to do. He was trying to kick it into an open area of the net. But like, you if you watch that play, if you watch the play in in slow motion. The ball is like curving and towards like towards like at like the the sidelines the the I'm sorry the end lines excuse me and just it just gets in like from the corner of the net so like I mean he you know that as far as the touch he could have done a little bit better to make it more you know safe and secure and 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 confident that that ball was gonna go in I see what he's trying to do kicking it into an open side an open area of the net. But I mean, you watch that play in slow motion, and that ball almost does not go in. And I mean, hey, luckily for him, it did. But um, before we run out of time, why don't we touch base on Chelsea and Lila? And I know Dylan over here is very happy. He's pumping his chest, all in excitement, uh, happy to talk about his favorite team, Chelsea, getting that two nothing win. Um, however, two nothing. Um, I have to give Chelsea credit. I do because they came out to play from the jump. Um, what's uh, I, I forgot his name. That the one that scored for Chelsea, Kai, for, Kai Havertz. Yeah, Havertz. Yes, he 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 had a he just kept on. Pers- he was very persistent from the start. Yeah, he was pepper in the net. He had a couple missed opportunities. He was bound to score at some point, and he did so just minutes into the game, like. Like I said, off the jump, as soon as the whistle blew, the opening whistle blew, he was trying to get himself on the board, and he did. Yeah, so I mean, he, I mean, he could have had a hat trick in the first eight minutes. Like he had that many good opportunities. Um, but I mean, the the big thing I take away from this is you really see how valuable N'Golo Conte is to this squad in Chelsea's past four. Um, Champions League knockout, like with so the two semifinals, the Champions League final, and now this match. And Golo Conte has won man of the match in all four, four straight. Wow. He is so good. He had that amazing assist to Pulisic, ran all the way up the field, dished it off to his left, and Pulisic with a uh, great composed finish, something he needed. He needed that confidence booster. Um, but he and Golo Conte just covers so much ground, and it's so amazing to watch. He deserves a Ballon d'Or ASAP. He's he's. I think so. He he's if he if he won. Uh, I think last year he was more deserving of a Ballon d'Or um, than Jorginho was, and Jorginho finished yeah. second, I believe, and third. Uh, third was it third? third? It was third. Yeah, it was third. It was. It was. Yeah, because it was. It was um, Messi Lewandowski. Messi Lewandowski. Yeah, yeah. Jorginho. Yeah. Jorginho was solid player, but I think Conte was more deserving. If he won a Ballon d'Or, he would like complete football. He okay. would complete it. He's won. World he's Cup. already won a Premier League. He's won a Champions League. He's won a World Cup. Unfortunately, like I mean, he's he's completed he's completed the club game. It's just you individual. Know why I'm 
What? No, I don't. Croatia. Oh yeah, they beat they beat Croatia. Uh, in the final. I, I, we, I, don't I love Croatia talk, too. Talk about that. You gotta respect Croatia, but I mean, in terms of Angolo Conte, I mean, he's just you. You look at him, yeah. You see the way he 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 plays. Obviously, yeah. You you look at him from a player standpoint, and it's phenomenal. But I mean, you look at him as a person, and it oh. just makes you. It, it just makes you say, "Why?" Yeah, you he can't deserve him. You can't. You can't. You can't. I mean, he always has a smile on his face. That smile. He's always so respectful. He's, he's always so respectful. I mean, it's he, he. He deserves it. There's no other way to put it. He deserves a. He deserves a Ballon d'Or. He is a world class player. And he is he's one of the one of the best <clears throat> the sport has to offer. Arguably the best CDM. I say arguably because you can make a case for one other guy. I think in, I think Conte's better. By the way, don't get me wrong, but um, I mean it, it, the guy is just insane. The, the, his defensive way he covers the field. Um, he's also good, also neutralizing the game, taking like mm-hmm. let's say an attacking player out of the equation. Just he does his job really well. Like in the man, I think it was the Man City game in the final. I thought he did a great job covering his ground. Yeah, uh, he's, he is a quality player. He is. He's. Definitely one of the best defensive players. Did you know that a lot of times he bikes to training? He doesn't. He doesn't drive his car. Yeah, he, 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 he bikes, bikes to training. Really? He yeah. Gets that cardio up. Yeah. Right he away. get. He practices. That, he has so much. I mean, last year he Good ran him. into a lot I love of that. He's yeah. committed to the game. Yeah. He's he's just such a great guy, and you can tell everyone everyone loves him. the The joke is that uh, the one flawed thing about him is that he cheats at card games. <laughs> That's what his that. teammates say. That's that. I mean. That whole, you know, that song that the French national yeah, team made for Angola Conte. It's so funny. It's so catchy. That. It's so catchy. But I mean, but before we get too off topic talking about him, uh, I gotta give credit <laughs> to Lille as well. Lille did play a very <laughs> solid game. Um, near the end, in like uh, there was like five minutes of added time in uh, the second half. And they were threatening. Oh my god! I, I, they were score, right? I was on the. I was like, oh, this is this is where this is where they concede. Mendy slipped on a a free kick and almost gave it away. Um, but I mean, even two two nothing against Lille. I think Lille is very very sneaky. And uh, uh, Jonathan David is such a quality player. I'm waiting for him to make a bigger move. Um, but he's he's just so good. Um, he's he's gonna him and Alfonso Davies are gonna be carrying that Canadian national team. And they'll both come to Bayern Munich. <laughs> this <All> guy. Right. <laughs> this guy. But anyway, um, final thoughts before we go take a break and go into our second segment. Uh, just just a great week of uh, Champions League football. Um, not really much else you could ask for. Some four great matchups. I, I wish we had Champions League again this week. I know we're going to have it. I think by the time spring break comes, there's going to be the second leg. It's, just, it's one of those. I wish Champions League was every week. That's how much I love the Champions League, and that's how exciting it is. All right, well, that's going to do it for our first segment in which we talked about the Champions League. Next segment, stick around. We're going to be talking about this past week's Europa League uh, fixtures. So don't go anywhere. European Football Talk will be right back. On this subject. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. 
We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Missed that last song? Want to check out our music blog? Well, then log on to www.vicradio.org. See our daily schedule, take a look at our wide selection of specialty programming, and learn more about our annual 50-hour marathon. That's vicradio.org, your online home for the best of what's next. Welcome back to European Football Talk here on VIC Radio, the voice of Ithaca College. Uh, we're about to go into our second segment, and that is the Europa League. This past week's Europa League fixtures. Um, it was the preliminary round. Of, as you know, this this year has got a different format to it. However, uh, the preliminary round, uh, some some interesting matchups. Um, can't complain. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about Rangers and Dortmund, uh, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, because coming off the first leg there, uh, four to two Rangers away. Um, but this this game was like absolute mayhem. Um, and what a, what a player James Tavernier is. Did you did you see this stat? Like in, um, I think it's in the past like fifty games. No, 50, 60 games he's played. He has 29 goals and 30 assists. In the last 60 games he's played, this guy is a right back. Yeah, he, I was going to say that. He's a right back and he's playing, well, he's an offensive-minded right back. I mean, yeah, he, he goes up and attacks, but like 29 goals and 30 assists that's for a insane. right back? That's that's insane. And I mean, he he does get all of their penalties. He's their penalty taker, so... I don't know how much of that, but still, getting 30 assists is, like, insane. He had both their goals. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Rangers, like, they, they, they're they bringing it. That was that was a crazy... Like, if you watch that, that game, game, it was, like, high press the entire game. The entire game was high press. Yeah, it, it started... The game started off with a Tavernier penalty. Um, at that point, I thought that was, like, the final, like, blow right there. I mean, they, they went up... It was four or five two on aggregate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dortmund responded with two uh, Bellingham and Mayland. Uh, it just felt like too too little too late though after the penalty for Dortmund because now you're down five to two in the aggregate, let alone one zero in this game. Coming back from three, I mean, unless you're Barcelona against PSG, um, it, it's it's just it's too hard to come down by, especially losing that first game at home for Dortmund at four uh, two. It just it just felt like. Ever since the first leg, the Dortmund was just out of it. Like they just dug themselves the hole. Um, this is a Rangers team that can make another run. Right, they, they they play really. They they are a fun team to watch just by watching those past two legs. But uh, if you're a Dortmund, that's just a brutal loss right there. Uh, and if you're the Rangers, I mean that's that 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 was that was great. I mean six goals in two games for them in the Europa League. That's they ran up the score. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, good for them. I mean. That one goal by uh, the first goal by Dorman was was not a uh, it was a good play, um, not a good uh, bounce there for the Rangers defender. Uh, not necessarily his fault. I'm not going to give him fault for that. Um, just it's just one of those things where like uh, the attacking forward there for uh, Dorman was just the right place at the right time. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it, that's that's crazy how 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 the Rangers were able to get to execute. I'm saying the Rangers. Rangers were 
able to execute there um, with that whole with that whole tie, uh, that whole um, two legged fixture. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean that's it's crazy. I mean you know you, you have a team like uh, uh, you have a team that has been doing so well in recent years, um, who's booked spots to the Champions League. Uh, they uh, they have one one of the rising one of the biggest rising stars in soccer in the world of Halad. Yeah, and um, you know it really just goes to question what's wrong with this Dortmund team right now. Yeah, I mean I guess part of the problem is Holland is out uh, injured. I think he's making his return soon. So, but but even if they had Holland, that that's not that's the problem. They're given they gave up too many goals. I mean, giving up six goals in two matches just. Like isn't isn't acceptable for a team like Dortmund? Yeah, it's it's definitely not uh, acceptable. Um, they 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 put up a fight. I'm not gonna say. I'll, I'll, oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna. You know, they they did put up a fight. Uh, they did go up two two to one at one point in the second leg. Um, but um, you know, it's kind of just it's 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 a letdown. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it goes to show, you know. Is it? Re- do you think? But here's the thing. Do you think it's Holland? I no. Do you think it's just Holland? Him being out. That's it. No, that's that's there's not the problem. problem. There's, there's more problems. There's okay. problems on the defensive end. Um, there's there's problems with the goal goalkeeping. Um, it's it's far beyond Holland. I mean, Holland might have helped maybe the team morale. I I'm not really sure, but there there's deeper set problems, and they're gonna have to learn to move past Holland because he's probably moving in the summer. I think you're going to have to start focusing on, besides just one player, more so building around the team. Because, like I said, I just feel like there's a lot of problems. Especially, like I said, if you give up six goals, especially to a team like Rangers. I'm not saying Rangers are bad by any means whatsoever. But considering your standards and who you are, it's just unacceptable. And, like, I think Highland may have, besides team morale, Dylan, I was going to say maybe, like, he somewhat covered up for some of the problems, considering who he is. But... Uh, those problems showed in this leg, and Dorman's going to have to f- focus on, you know, uh, retooling, rebuilding this team. It's going to be interesting to see what this Dortmund team will look like if Haaland leaves. I mean, that's, that's definitely for sure. It, we, and, I'm, you know, just watching the highlights of this game, there are just way too many defensive mistakes, turnovers, bad positioning. They they just let they, they let the Rangers have this one. Um, so, I mean, hey, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how the, the rain, the Rangers respond to, to this whole thing and, um, to, or not respond to how they go about going forward. And it's going to be interesting to see how Dorman respond to this adversity that they're kind of facing right now. Um, and so that's that, but, um, yeah, so in that case, why don't we, if you guys have no more uh, thoughts on this game, why don't we go to the next game? Um, hey, I hate to talk about it, but Napoli-Barcelona. I, I know you guys wanted to talk about it just for, just to just to, just to to bust my chops. But, um, hey, um, I have to say, I give credit to Barca, okay? They came out to play. Um, I know I've been saying that a lot today, but they really did come out. Um, they just outclassed Napoli. I mean... You know, the thing about the thing about Napoli that I didn't understand was this. You go to Spain. Right? You go to Spain the first leg. You put yourself up one nothing. The only goal you let up is a penalty. 
a a penalty that just made it as a penalty. I mean, if you saw that that penalty, if it, it went to VAR, it just brushed Juan Jesus's fingertips. You know, you hold them to one one in Spain. You go to Naples the second leg, and you know you're you're in front of your you're in front of this you're you're in front of the, all the Neapolitans in the Stadio Maradona, which is probably one of the most scariest stadiums to play in in Europe, and you play like that, bad turnovers, bad communication. There was the who they don't the young goal. It was that it was it was a nice goal. It was a nice goal, but reason too much space. why? Yeah, never, Ramani. Why did Ramani? Why did Ramani drop back? He should have pinched up. He should have went forward. He should have applied pressure to to the young. He he dropped back for no reason. Bad defensive mistakes. And uh, who was that third goal? PK. It was, yeah, it was, it was PK, PK right? on his left foot. It was I PK believe. on his left foot. Um, I think you know that he just did what he had to do there. He 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 got open in the box off a corner. And um, he just did what he had to do, but um, I mean, just I don't know. I mean, and and they played great defense too. Barca played great, great defense. Um, they were, um, they were um, seeing Osimhen wide uh, every time he had the ball. But um, no, just bad mistakes overall uh, by Napoli. Uh, turnovers costed them big time. Uh, they weren't playing their best defense. Um, like I said, um, that first goal, I I don't know why they, I don't know why Insigne couldn't just, you know, just swing it into the box. That's 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 what I don't understand. Yeah. He could have swung it into the box, found someone to head it. But you know, did you see? Did you see what he did? He yeah. he, he tried to pass it to someone nearby, mm-hmm. towards like the corner of the box and like near side, and Barca just came out, swooped it, and they were on the fast break. I mean, I don't understand. You can't be doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I have to give credit to Barca, though. I mean, they really they they took advantage of Napoli's sloppy play, and that was. I mean, you know, you, you got to give Barcelona credit for that, especially with the kind of season that they've been having. You got to give them credit. Um, Napoli, they have to get their. Um, they they just they just have to get their stuff together, essentially. Um, but uh, they have to get themselves together, and because that that's just not acceptable going forward. For considering the way the the kind of season they had, they started their season eight and zero. Their first loss came in the Europa League uh, to uh, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Um, oh my god, I forgot. Oh, Spartak. That's who it was. Spartak. Um, and. Uh, I mean, I remember that that game was that, that game. Everything was just going bad for him. Mario Rui got a red card after they went to VAR for it. That was, you know. But what I'm trying to say is this: with the kind of season that Napoli has had, it's looked promising from the start, and they're still in the run for the Serie A title. But I don't know. They're just for years now. Years they've just mi- been missing that one extra piece that completes the whole puzzle. Um, they need. A, they need more depth. They need more depth in their in their uh, front line. Um, they kind of they've kind of fixed some things in the midfield when they acquired Angisa this year. Uh, their defense, they have to stop relying on Soli Kulibali. 
they they have to stop relying solely on him. Um, Ramani, I have to say, has really stepped up uh, in his role, and he's really kicked Manolas out of that role because Manolas had that role to start the season, and now Manolas uh, is now at Olympiacos because Ramani outplayed him. So the defense looks okay. It's it's gotten better. They just still need more depth in that front line. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things to improve on, but um, the one thing I want to point out for Barcelona is that um, the Adama Traore transfer is looking so good now. Um, just based off his performances, he's really flourished um, since moving. In uh, five games, he already has four assists. He had two in that Champions uh, League matchup against Napoli. Uh but and before that, with Wolves in the past two seasons, he had just three assists. Um, I think this this the team they're building is a a very fast team. I mean, you've got guys like Dembele, um, Adama Traore, Abamyang, um, Jordi Alba on the counter attack with them. Um, really speedy and dangerous team out here. I was going to say, considering everything that's happened to Barca this year, I got to give credit to Xavi. I think Xavi's done a tremendous job with this club and this team so far. And well, I see what he's doing here. And, you know, I think I, I read this somewhere uh, from a report where uh, Xavi brought in all these past guys, like said to him, like, hey, we want to play fast pace, passive, aggressive soccer. I, I know it probably sounded wrong, but, you know, <laughs> we're just going to ignore that. Um, you know, we know what you meant. We know what you meant. Pass the ball more, play with more speed, counterattack. That's the style that Xavi is trying to install with this Barcelona team. And I think he's doing a great job at that. And considering, like I said, considering where Barca started the year and considering their failure in the Champions League, mm. I think Xavi's done a great job. And if even if they don't finish top four in La Liga, if you can at least get like a Europa League championship out of this, you're still going to be in the Champions League next year, and it'll still put them in a fine position. So uh, I think Chavi's got these guys ready and lined up because, like I said, just in case you don't finish in the top four, go go for the Europa League title. Automatic big in the Champions League. And you never say no to a trophy either. That too. Um, Next matchup, this is a good one. That was a good one. Um, Dinamo Zagreb and Sevilla. Take it away, Dean. Come on. This this is a uh, one of game that doesn't make me happy. Why? What happened? I, I love Dinamo. You do? I thought your team was Yugo- well. Here's the thing, Dinamo. My parents are from Yugoslavia. Right. Um. My uncle, and they used to be in one league. You know, Partizan, Dinamo Zagreb, Red Star Belgrade, all those guys. Right. My uncle is a Partizan fan. My cousin, his other uncle, is a Red Star fan. You know, na- native clubs. I love Dinamo, and I've always had a soft spot for Dinamo. They're like the little back home club, if that makes sense. Okay. The little native club, and seeing them lose. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say I expected them to win because they're playing well. The team that I always have a conspiracy theory against. If you follow the show, I'm not going to get into that. But I was pulling for Dinamo to win, make a comeback. I mean, when they got when they got that penalty, I was thinking, okay, maybe you know some magic at the Stadio Maximir. I mean. That stadium has had a ton of magic, especially against uh, Tottenham years ago. But, I mean, hey, I thought it was a good game. They put up a decent fight in the uh, in their aggregate, their tie against Sevilla. I just thought, you know, 
a little, like I said, a little unfortunate in the first game. They, it was 1-1 at one point, and then you allow 45th minute goal and 45th, I think with two added minutes stoppage time. I mean, they just closed out the half poorly. Um, and this game, it's like they had a chance to come back. They failed to do so, but... I mean, got to give Sevilla credit. I mean, even though they lost that the second game, and I thought Dinamo was the they I mean, played a better game. Sevilla did enough in their first game, one by two goals, and it's it, it's all about getting the job done, no matter what. And that's what happened with Sevilla and Dinamo. Even with the opportunities they got, they just failed to capitalize. With the one goal being a penalty, but yeah, um, I mean, hey, for Sevilla, one step closer. But um, for Dinamo, I'm just. I just wanted to see a little nice run. Yeah, I mean, I think Dinamo definitely outplayed them in that game. Um, a bit unfortunate. Sevilla's been quite quality this season, and I was quite disappointed with their play. But I guess now they get a they get their second chance here. Um, they kind they they almost dropped the ball with that game, so they they got they really got to step it up um, in their next matchup. I mean, granted, I'll give them a pass. It is tough to play in that Balkan area. Those fan, those fans are crazy. Those fans are wild. But and I was also going to say this. Orsic is probably going to get sold at some point. I mean, he scored the penalty. He scored three goals against Tottenham last Europa League. That's when they eliminated them. Um, I mean, this just puts Sevilla in a better position, though. They, they did just enough to get by this aggregate. You're right. Those fans are insane. Like I've seen videos <laughs> and stuff like that. Are they the ones with all like the flares and stuff? They, like they that? do the flares, the banners, loud chants. They they. If you go to a game in Croatia or Serbia, <laughs> all I'm gonna say is just good luck. Do not do not wear. And I mean, obviously, this is gonna sound cliche. Do not wear an opposing kit to that to that area, or else let's just say things will escalate. I'll just avoid it altogether. That's true. Yeah, why not just, <laughs> yeah, just, do that? just completely avoid. Just completely. I'll I'll watch it from TV. Just, I'll say watching it. It's better to watch a game from TV. Like their fans, they are insane. They they seem insane. I mean, I've I've, I've seen like I said, I've seen videos, um, and whatnot. I mean, and um, I mean, we see we you know we see flares and banners and songs and chants everywhere as well. Um, Italy's insane too. Um, but, um, yeah, those, those, those fans are crazy. Um, real quick, we only have about two minutes. Take, get, say something about Leipzig and Sociedad. Leipzig and Sociedad. Um, I really don't have much to say other than Leipzig was just honestly the better team. I mean, I, I like how this Leipzig team is set up and I think they just had a lot more scoring opportunities and I, I like them to go far in this tournament. I couldn't agree with you anymore, Dylan. I, I was a good win for uh, Leipzig on the road. Um, they they were the better team, and like you said, they were set up to make a good run. They're, they're a sneaky. They're they're another team that's sneaky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you just gotta. I mean, good for them. I mean, it, it was it was a good good win for them. Uh, Leipzig deserved it, really. Yeah, I mean, there's not nothing there's really not much, much more say, than I mean, that. They they were just the better team. Um, they're set up better than Sociedad is. Um, I think that's really all there is to it. So in that in that case, talking about the round of sixteen, we got the matchups that we have are Porto and Lion, Sevilla West Ham, Barcelona Galatasaray, Braga Monaco, Atalanta Leverkusen, Rangers 
uh, and Red, Red Star. Star Belgrade. Yep. Uh, Leipzig and Spartak and Real Betis and Frankfurt. Good matches. I mean, I, I obviously all eyes are going to be on uh, Barcelona to see how well they do uh, going forward uh, and see if uh, they can make the best out of their kind of uh, that kind of season that, that they've been having. Um, I like the Sevilla-West Ham matchup. I think that will be a good one. Sevilla um, has to come back, and West Ham has had quite the great season this year. I would say my f- uh, matchup to look up to is Porto and Leon. I was I just going to po- say that. I think Porto-Leon is a very underrated matchup and a matchup to look forward to. I think both. I think that tie is a toss-up. I think either team could win that tie. Well, that's going to do it for this for this episode, excuse me, of European Football Talk here on VIC Radio. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Uh, from Dean, yeah, from Dean Gudik, Dylan Patemri, I'm Rocco Di Milo. We will see you guys next week. Have a good day, everyone.